Buenos dias. Welcome to another Daily Devotion. I'm your host once again, El Padre. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to be in Acts chapter 27, and I have a song for you that goes with uh, our our uh, chapter. So today, um, most of it has to do with boats and sailing. So this is Flatfoot 56. Uh, the song is called The Galley Slave. Um, and so I'm going to read uh, just, a, just a little bit here. Uh, when it was decided that we were going to sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. When we had boarded the ship to Adramidium, we put to sea a intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends to receive their care. And when we put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus because the winds were against us. So uh, we're going to just kind of pause there, because unless I get out a map, and show you all the different uh, places that they stop, which I could do. We've done that before. Uh, or we could kind of jump ahead because I think if we go to the story um, at the end, then it'll be far more interesting. So uh, just for today, let's let's go ahead and jump ahead. Um, so Paul and the sailors, they are um, they've they've been sailing for a long time. Uh, so much so that the seasons have now changed. Um, and so it, it says this, um, actually, let's start in verse 9. Uh, by, by now, much time had passed, and the voyage was already dangerous. Since the Day of Atonement was already over, Paul gave his advice and told them, Men, I can see that the voyage is headed toward disaster and heavy loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. The centurion paid attention to the captain and the owner of the ship, rather than to what Paul said, since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in. The majority decided to set sail from there, hoping somehow to reach Phoenix, a harbor on Crete, facing southwest and northwest to winter there. So we see here that Paul, um, he, he sees something getting ready to take place, um, whether uh, you know the Lord is showing that to him or whether he's just using God-given wisdom uh, he can kind of tell he's a little bit of an older man at this particular stage. And, you know, sometimes older guys can just see things getting ready to take place. And in all wisdom, they're like, hey, this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Uh, and so the captain decides to go against uh, what Paul advises. The centurion also uh, just goes with what the captain and the owner of the boat says. So they end up sailing and they end up losing... Uh, the entire ship, they end up, um, uh, you know, basically an angel comes to Paul in his dream uh, and tells him everybody will be saved, not a hair of their heads will be lost. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into uh, verse 37. In all, there were 276 of us on the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they began to lighten the ship by throwing the grain overboard to the sea. And, and this is basically they're at their wits end they've thrown everything off off the boat now when daylight came they did not recognize the land but sided a bay with a beach 
They planned to run the ship ashore if they could, and after cutting loose the anchors, they left them at the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. And just, just for fun. When they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach, but they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground. The bow jammed fast and remained immovable, while the stern began to break up by the pounding of the waves. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. But the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul. So he ordered those that could swim to jump overboard first and get to land, and the rest were to follow, some on the planks and some on debris from the ship. In this way, everyone reached the shore. So it turns out that when people listen to godly wisdom, to godly advice, uh, that everybody, their lives were all spared. And so here's the thing, like their, their lives were not spared of hardship. Their lives were just spared in terms of they didn't die and go to hell and they have an op another opportunity to hear the gospel. And as we're going to see in tomorrow's uh, chapter, um, you know, a lot is going to take place uh, because of this uh, particular incident. And so um, I think that, you know, for us, a couple of things that is important for us to think through. And the reality is if we're believers, uh, God wants to use us to save people's lives. Um, both, uh, you know, you could say um, children's lives, you could say adults' lives, um, that, that we should be there to give godly insights, to give godly wisdom, so that people can be physically saved so that they can be eternally saved. Uh, and then also, it's, it's really important that we don't allow ourselves to become bitter. Well, you know, Paul could have been angry. He could have been frustrated and been like, look, guys, you ignored me. I'm not even, I'm done with you guys. I'm out of here. Like, he, he could have created a, a really big, hard time for the centurion because he didn't listen to him. Um, but he doesn't do that. Uh, he, he, he remains unoffended, although I'm sure there, there comes a moment when he, he could have said, I told you so. Uh, but, you know, what's beautiful is you see him still uh, gently leading everybody. Even when, like, they haven't eaten for 14 days, he's, he's leading them in a prayer. Uh, he's restoring their souls, so to speak. Um, he's He's feeding their bodies so that they can endure uh, what's going to happen, which ends up being the shipwreck. And to me, this is a beautiful, beautiful image of Jesus and what Jesus would have absolutely done. This this actually reminds me as well, uh, if you've never read it, um, I have a book over here. Um, this is the longest book in my life that I've, that I've ever, ever read. I have a couple of other ones that I'm working on. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't gotten them done. But this is uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's biography, Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, Spy. Uh, and one of the things that you see uh, happen for him is is very similar. Uh, that even as a prisoner, he's serving the guards. Uh, even um, the, the people that he had every right to be angry with, every right to, to, to treat poorly, uh, but yet he doesn't, and he still treats them like Jesus would have treated them. And so for us, each and every one of us, my, my challenge would be uh, you, you keep keep on forgiving. Don't allow yourself to become bitter. Don't allow yourself to become um, jealous or envious. 
keep your heart soft and close to Jesus because um, there, there will be a time that people will take notice of that. And it's not, listen, there, there's this idea out there that says that you should preach using actions and not words. You have to do both. Paul did both. Jesus did both. Everybody in the Bible did both. You, you use words. Hey, you need to repent of your sins. And I'm going to love you to death, even if you don't. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. My prayer is that you've been enjoying these videos. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe, click the little bell, and you'll be notified when our new videos come out, which happens to be every single day. Uh, also, if you have been following us for a while and you're enjoying these videos, please take the time to join us uh, in, in the work that's taking place by making a tax-deductible donation uh, in the link that is in the description below. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace out, Girl Scouts.